What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, presented by Fantasy Alarm. I'm Howard Bender with Adam Ronis here. Adam, I, I you know, I really, I try to to really just rein in that anger that the Rangers were 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 fueling me with yesterday. And uh, I gotta tell you, man, uh, I'm glad. I'm just glad that there's no NHL playoffs that I care about right now. Uh, happening today, so we can just bypass that talk completely, okay? Yeah, I think we uh, let out how we felt on the uh, yesterday's podcast. Dude, that was disgusting. It really it was. was. Really it's embarrassing, man. It really was. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, but all right, so we got some uh, some good shit going on. We were just actually we we're talking some baseball. We were actually looking back um at our uh at our old mock draft that we did for the fantasy alarm draft guy i think both adam and i are like ooh, hey kind of like our teams pretty well here um obviously we we were visiting that only because <clears throat> adam was trying to figure out where he where he's got ronald acuna who stole another base today and uh and i think we can uh i think we're all that like worry and concern of acuna not stealing because of his knee all kind of seems to be pushed aside here yeah, so I wasn't that worried about it. I mean, there was slight concern in the preseason, right? But at the same time, it's like, all right, this guy is young. And if you're going to have him play the outfield and he can run, why wouldn't he steal bases? Then when I felt really good, obviously, it was too late. His rehab, I was following it. I remember tweeting out. I'm like, uh, Ronald Laguna has three stolen bases already. So if he's stealing in rehab games, you know it's going to translate to the major leagues. He has five stolen bases already. So... I don't have him in any league. There was a couple of draft champions where I was picking like, you know, eight, nine, 10 in that area where I had an opportunity. I was like, eh, what if he misses a month? Uh, passed on him. Um, obviously, right now that looks pretty bad because, I mean, he is running wild already. I mean, five stolen bases. What does he play? Like two weeks? Maybe. Or Yeah, like about two weeks, right? Yeah. Maybe even less. It's about two weeks. He came, I think he came back on a Monday. Was it last week or two weeks ago? This, huh? No, I think it was. It was about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. But yeah, either way, top five stolen bases already. I mean, that is just immense. So I think in most leagues he went late first, early second, uh, and obviously that looks fine right now. Uh, we haven't seen him hit for. I don't think he's hitting for much of an average yet because I remember seeing him against the Mets and his average was low. What is he at? Uh, Two seventy. Okay, that's not bad. What am I talking about? Um, 270, 372 OBP. Um, he's oh yeah, because he hit a couple home runs recently. That one where he fell. Um, uh, but yeah, he's amazing, man. And um, yeah, two homers, five RBIs. So yeah, he's he's been uh, the stolen base is the most encouraging thing because you know the power is going to come. So he came back. Oh, he came back on a Thursday, April twenty eighth. Okay, so yeah, he's been about about almost two weeks now. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, the stolen bases is like the most. Uh, this is so they didn't play yesterday. He's now still on a base in three consecutive games. I like that. He had two in his first game back. I mean, he's like, yeah, you worried about me? Here you go. Boom. Two stolen bases. <laughs> I mean, listen, this is, you know, this it, it, it's kind of funny. We, we sit there and talk about that aspect of the game. Like, you know, Trout's not stealing bases anymore. Right. And so all of a sudden now, you know, you saw Trout falling you know, pretty much towards the back end of that first round. Right. I mean, I think I, I even saw him, uh, you know, in, in shallow leagues in like a 10 or a 12 teamer. Right. I even saw him go like 
first pick, second pick of the, the second round. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I think at TGFBI, I actually passed on him. I think I had pick 13, and he made it back to round two, and I had a tough choice between Betts and Trout, and I went Betts thinking he would steal more. Uh, that could turn out to be a big mistake. I mean, again, we we do this in a moment. We sit here, and it's only a month in, but I do think we probably were a little bit – I think we were wrong on Trout because, I mean, I guess it's easy to say now. If the guy gets hurt, oh, see, I told you. But the bottom line is – Here's the thing. We know if Trout is healthy, he's going to crush. There's no question about it. And he's missed games, but I don't think it's as bad as people think. I think because last year he only played 36 games. So we have that in mind. He played 53 out of 60 in 2020. He played 134 in 2019, 140 in 2018, 114 in 17, and 159 in 15 and 16. So it was 17 is when the injury started. I mean, okay, 114, 141, 34. Now, if you're looking at the number one overall pick, okay, fine, right? You're going to know he's going to miss some games. Maybe you dock him. But I think we collectively pushed him down too far. When you consider what he does, he was showing no signs of skills decay. It was just, we remember last year because he didn't come back. Part of it, I guess, they were out of it. They said, "Ah, well, let's not rush him back. But the guy crushes and. Finally, the Angels are playing good. Like, that's what we need for baseball. We need the Angels in the postseason. We need Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in that spotlight. And yeah. right now, it looks pretty good. I know it's early and things can change, but I did think they had a shot to win the AOS this year. And uh, they're 20 and 11 right now. So that's what we need. But I do think, and I'm guilty of it too. I mean, in my outfielder rankings, he was like fifth or sixth, but. There were some other players that I would take it over him. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think it's fair. Bets over Trout is fair, right? It's not crazy. Um, I I would not have done that. I me personally, okay. uh, you know, I don't I don't think I, I don't think I was ever in a spot really where I had that choice of like passing up on on Mike Trout. Like I, I don't think in, in I took in Robert. Any- I took Robert over him. You would have done that, right? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, I had, I, yeah, because I do think he has a huge upside. Yeah, I think Robert's got tremendous upside there. I mean, listen, I was just, you know, when, when we were talking about Trout, when everybody was talking about Trout, my stance was the same. He might not steal bases, which, you know, is what everybody sits there and, and, and does the value for. But, you know, you're talking about a guy who's still, you know, on base percentage uh, is is always on point. Uh, batting average is, is great. You can look at, he's got the power. Um, they're batting him second on a regular basis here. So, I mean, you know, it, I didn't think I, I wasn't, I wasn't into pushing him down too much. I mean, are, are there guys where, you know, you can look at a guy like Lewis Robert and say, well, I mean, you've got that stolen base upside and Lewis Robert is also a 20 home run bat, right? So, if you think Robert with 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases or 20 think, home runs. I think Robert could hit 30. And 30, he could. I'm just talking about for this year. I think the power is still developing with him. Um, but, you know, it's like, do I want 40 home runs with Trout or do I want 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases with Lewis Robert? And I think that's kind of really where it came down to when you were splitting hairs with some of those top guys. And that's probably what you were thinking when you're talking Mookie Betts, too, right? Well, yeah, it's the format. It's TGFBI, so you're also playing for the overall. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll get speed. You need to get speed for the most part, unless you get lucky. 
up top. So now I'm like, all right, I got Robert who can give me 15, 20 steals. Betts who can give me 15 to 20. And Betts already has three, hasn't been caught. He had 10 last year at 122 games, 10 and a 55 in 2020. So you know he's going to score a ton of runs as well in that Dodger lineup. And he has 26 runs in 26 games. Um, obviously, the, and the RBIs are kind of low right now. He's got 13 RBIs. Uh, and five home runs, which at this point for baseball, five home runs is actually not bad. So, um, you know, I guess, I mean, Betts has been, I don't know, has he been a disappointment? I'd say no. I mean, 262 average right now in baseball is fine. You'd like better. I mean, he's making, he's not striking out. He's walking a lot. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, Trout should have been probably more of a mid first round pick, especially in leagues where you're not playing for an overall. I think, in the NFBC TGFBI, where you're playing for an overall, you're really conscious of getting the stolen bases early. Um, but in a standalone league, it shouldn't matter. Like Trout, I believe, and Tout went fifth or sixth, top five, top six, I believe, because that's an OBP league and he should go there. Right. I mean, yeah. because his OBP is off the charts. Oh, I hear you, man. I hear you. I, I, you know, I mean, a lot of that's the that's the the thing. And you know, when we do a lot of these drafts, we're we're drafting, um, you know, fairly early with a lot of these. TGFBI starts super early. Tout Wars is considered is is fairly early, right? So you know, so is labor, and you know, and we're kind of you know we're we're kind of still navigating through it a little bit more. And not to mention the fact that when you're drafting and these guys, you don't see them in spring training. You don't know what they're doing. That was a difficult part with this year. We talked about it a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Like not being able to see what they're doing early on in the spring, you know, really kind of it, it puts the you know, I know that you're supposed to look to the uh, to the industry to help set the, uh, the the ADP tone. Right. But I think you know, this year, more than anything, it was. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of blind work going in there because of that aspect. So, yeah, I don't know. I still feel like you know, whatever. I I, I like the I like the construct the construct of a lot of my teams this year. I, you know, I've got some that are that are underperforming and some that are doing uh, you know pretty terribly. But overall, I'm pretty happy with the uh, the overall consideration here. It works, Adam. It definitely works. Yeah, well, we'll find out for sure in uh, early October. Kyle Wright sucks, by the way. Uh, yeah, this is his first bad start. What the fuck happened there? Against the Red Sox, too. That See, that's what that, you know, and, and it's kind of funny, you know, when we're sitting there looking at, like, some of the mediocre pitchers. We're talking about the possibility of, like, streaming in pitchers and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you see, like, a guy who's been – Cruising, doing well, going up against a lineup that hasn't been doing shit, and the Red Sox haven't been doing shit. Yeah, and then all we, of a sudden, they put up a six spot on him in the th in the second inning. But we also know that the Red Sox are better than what they've been playing. I mean, Rafael Devers hit a grand slam, so we know that guy's good. Um, I mean, that's the thing is they're Devers three eleven, JD two eighty seven, five oh six slug, and Bogarts three forty five. It's really the rest of the lineup. Those guys have been fine. I mean, Kiki Hernandez leading off with a 248 OBP. I mean, can't happen. Verdugo struggling. Story struggling. They dropped him to six. I mean, they're basically platooning Cordero and Dahlbeck now. Uh, Jackie Bradley's a waste uh, of a bat. Yeah. Um, so so, so you ready for this? But Take out Devers and, and Bogarts. 
Yeah. And that the team is collective, the team overall, if you take out those two guys, the team overall was hitting a collective like 193. Yeah, it's embarrassing, man. So I think that's part of it is that they're, the lineup is not as good as we thought. And then you're getting a couple of guys who you were counting on, Story, Verdugo being two of them, and even Hernandez, you expected at least maybe not to be great, but 173 and a 248 OBP. The thing was, too, I saw a stat the other day. Their pitching is overall, the ERA has been phenomenal. It's really the bullpen that's been a problem. Like, if you would have said, hey, I think it was, like, in the low threes. Like, hey, the Red Sox team ERA, I don't know if it was starter, maybe it was just starters, like, low three ERA, you'd be like, oh, they're winning a ton of games, right? Nope, because they're, like, bottom three in almost every offensive category, which is not what you expected. You thought it would be the other way around. Well, the pitching might not be good enough, but Whitlock has been really good at the rotation. Um, Yavaldi's been good. Um, Pavetta's obviously been up and down. He's coming off a good start, but their pitching has been fine. Their bullpen just keeps flowing. I don't know. Hansel Robles, you look at his year, right? It's great. And every time it's a safe situation, he gives up a run. And Deakman, <laughs> Deakman's given up runs. Barnes is horrendous. Like, yeah, and you know, they're 10 to 19. Like, you're like, oh, it's early in the season. It's not in the AL East, man. You, they cannot afford to to pile up these losses, man, because it'll be over quick. Even with the extra, well, I shouldn't say that, extra playoff team and We've seen teams, but in the AL East, though, man, you know, when you got Toronto, Yankees, and the Rays, man, the division could be out of reach pretty quickly. Playoffs yeah, might still be, but too it's too easy to fall behind over there. It is. I agree with you. It's definitely too easy to fall behind. And they didn't get good news on sale. He had what a setback that wasn't related to the injury. Uh, okay, that's great. Of course, uh, you know why? Because I have him stashed away on my bench and tout sitting there. Um, you know, gr- granted, it's it's full DL, but twelve dollars I probably could have uh, used elsewhere. Yeah, I see. I wanted no part of him, man. I get why you did it. It's a discount, and it's a it's a mono league, so it's one of those. All right, well, if he comes back and I get four to five months out of him and he's good, it's a steal at that price. But um, I I don't like taking a risk on those guys that are injured going to the air. I stayed away from most of them, man. In the past, I would be a little bit more because there was one year where I did it and it helped me in tout. I forgot what year, but I drafted Carrasco and uh, Iwakuma. Remember him on Seattle? They were both hurt. They both missed a month of the season. They both came back in May and pitched well. So I took the shot there. It worked out. But most of the time, man, if these guys are hurt, man, going into the year, I just don't want to deal with it, man, because there's always setbacks. I mean, obviously, this was not a physical setback, so but something can always happen. So I just I've been I've tried to stay away, even trying to think of uh, examples this year. Um, even Gallon, and it's not worked out because Gallon's been phenomenal. I kind of backed off him, but he's been great. And I look back, I'm like, ugh, that one's kind of a miss. I um, had less faith in Severino than than a lot of people. Um, I have him in a few leagues. So the thing with him though is he was healthy going into the year. You know what I'm saying? I know he's coming off injury and he hasn't pitched much the last two years, but he was throwing in the high 90s in the spring. I'm talking about guys that like kind of have injuries going into the year. Like, uh, I mean, Clevenger, I kind of backed off on once he was put on the aisle. He wasn't hurt before that. I'm trying to think who's a guy that. Oh, like even Luis Castillo. I know he just came back. I'm like, no, man, I don't. I, I, he's hurt going into the year. I don't want to deal with that unless it's a steep discount. It wasn't. So and most of the time, I think most of the time, if you back off those guys, it's going to work in your favor. You will get burned a few times. You'll look back and be like, oh, man, I could have gotten this guy around 16. Why did I pass on him? He came back in a month. But more often than not, they're going to have setbacks or 
it's going to be extended. I mean, it, it's a, kind of similar in football as well. You know, these guys yeah. that are hurt going into the year. I am, I am, I'm with you completely. Like that's, that's something that <clears throat> I've never been about. Like, you know, I'm going to draft a guy, stash him on my IL, and then I'm going to come back and I'm gonna, like, I've never been like, you know, that, that guy to do that only because of that whole, you know, you don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back and this and that. I thought I was kind of, you know, I was like, all right, let me try Let me do this with sale. Right. Cause I don't, you know, again, it's not a move that I normally do. Cause you know, I don't, I don't like to, I don't, I just, I don't build my team in a draft that way. Right. Because now I'm, I'm basically saying that this guy's going to be sitting out on the sidelines, but um, there's, you know, there's, there's enough depth in the, uh, in the draft that I can afford to, you know, just basically say, I'm going to go after a waiver claim immediately. Like that's just not, not a, a strategy that I've employed. I've tried that now here with sale. I'm, you know, I mean, whatever I'm, I'm, it could still work out. Expect, yeah, it could definitely work out. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm getting busted on it here. I mean, we'll see what happens with him and when he actually comes back. I mean, I'd like to see him in the second half of the season. Is really all I'm kind of hoping for. Just give me the second half. I don't know if I'm going to get it. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm like sitting here. I'm like sweating all this bullshit around MLB. All these stupid games. How is Washington up? Two nothing on the uh, on the Mets. What the hell's mm. wrong with you guys? How is it that the Mets are not hitting Patrick Corbin? Because Corbin's going to have uh, like four or five good games every year. Why does it have to be in a day where I've invested in Mets? Yeah, I know because probably most people did, and they're like, "All right, well, let's shut the bed today." I mean, it's still early, but <laughs> I mean, Carrasco gave up. He gave up a solo home run to Riley Adams. So he's only had 62 pitches in the fifth. It's two nothing. So hopefully the bats wake up. Let me see his um what's the pitch? Damn, Whitlock has thrown a lot of pitches, man. This dude might not even give it through five. He's in he's thrown 64 pitches in two plus innings, man. With a six-nothing lead. I mean, that's the worst, man. You have a six-nothing lead and we gotta worry about you getting a W. Come on, man. Figure this shit out. <laughs> For real. I, I got him like a draft champions league. I know that. Uh, let's see for the Mets. Where's Corbin's pitch count at? 86. He's walked four and allowed three hits. So he's kind of been getting in and out of trouble. Uh, Lindor's, I was watching Lindor. He had first and second two out, and he flew out to shallow center in the top of the fifth. Uh, hopefully the Mets can get to him next inning and get into that Washington bullpen, which sucks. There's still time, man. There's still time. Yeah, I got to get that, 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 you know, win that tout daily. <laughs> well, that's where you use the Mets and Tout Daily. That's where I use the Mets and Tout Daily. Why not, right? All right let's see what my lineup's. Uh, what, 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 what's my lineup going doing over here right now? Let's have a little sneaky, sneaky peeky. There oh, are some pretty look- good pitchers on the mound tonight. There are. I actually, I've got Nolan Clevenger as my uh, as my two starters. I'll tell you what, you know what? I got two walks out of Pete Alonzo, so at least it's not a uh, a zero from him. Uh, I got a hit and a stolen base from Lindor. It's not terrible. Canna hasn't done shit, and Escobar hasn't done shit yet. Escobar, he mashes lefties. Blah, 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 blah. Does he? Nobody's mashing nobody right now. Yeah, just Patrick Corbin, man, just having that night. Ugh, so gross. So grimy. 
so grimy. Oh, Anthony Aniano's in first right now. Why? Who? He's got Riley Adams behind the plate. Oh, Up wow. yours, double A. The punt catcher worked out. The punt catcher works out, right? Blind blind squirrel finds a nut. That's what you need sometimes in these. Uh, I know that's not a huge tournament, but that's what you kind of need to separate yourself. You get a cheap catcher getting you a home run. Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be Zunino for me today. Figured I would try and get away with one there. I don't know. I don't know. So what's on tap for you tonight? Watching a bunch of basketball? Yeah, we got halftime. Um, Heat lead the Sixers 56-44. Um, so I expect the Heat to win this game. And then Suns-Mavericks game five uh, Tuesday night. I expect the Suns to win that as well. And then uh, Wednesday, you got Boston with a, a huge win in game four, man. It's just uh, coming from behind. They needed that game. They're back home. Uh, they're favored by five and a half. Um, and then the Warriors played an absolute shit game on Monday night. I cannot believe they should have lost that game. John Moran obviously is out and he's done now. Uh, I believe he's done. Yeah, bone bruise. Uh, so he's not playing game five. Uh, somehow Memphis hung in there. Memphis was leading most of the game. They were actually up 41, uh, 38 at halftime. The, the Warriors shot two for 22 from three-point range in the first half. And so the Warriors, for the game, shot 40%, 24.3% from three. They hit nine threes in the game, and they won 101-98. I don't know how. They scored 39 in the fourth quarter. They had 38 in the first half, 39 in the fourth quarter. So basically, all right, game's on the line. Here we go. So they probably came out flat thinking, oh, John Moran's not playing. We got this. Even though Memphis was 20 in five this year without John Morant, although two and two as road underdogs. And again, regular season, you're playing a lot of bad teams. So I thought Golden State was going to put it to them. And I just was watching. I'm like, this is atrocious. Like, how are they this bad? And Memphis had a chance to win it. Uh, but I think you saw like the. John Moran not being there catching up in the fourth quarter and Curry making some big shots. But Klay Thompson has been bad, man. I mean, they're not winning anything if Klay Thompson is going to shoot 6 of 20 and 0 7 from three-point range. He has not been good in this series. So I do expect the Warriors, their short road favorites, three and a half in game five. I think they close it out, but you got to give Memphis a lot of credit, man. Um, they they hung in there. It's not like they played well either, though. They shot 41.7%, 25.7% from three. It was really more the ineptitude of Golden State that kept them in it. And they took a lot of bad shots down the stretch, which is kind of the playoff inexperience. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would think Golden State closes them out in game five. And I expect Boston to win game five and for that to go uh, seven. You expect that series to go seven? Yeah. And where is it? 2-2 right now? Yeah, I think Boston wins game five. Milwaukee game, wins game six. And then I'd lean Boston. That was my pick before the series in seven. But, you know, with Giannis and his ability to just take over a game, um, you know, I, I do think that series is very close, which I thought from the beginning, but I, I had to lean towards Boston. You um, you bet money lines on this at all? Like, I mean, you're sitting here, you know, I think this series is going to go seven. If the morning starts, do you just take the money line if there's value there? 
Um, there hasn't been much value. It's been so close. And I think these games are such toss ups. Um, it's been back and forth. I was pretty confident for Boston in game four, but it was uh it was really the fourth dude, they scored forty-three points in the fourth quarter, man. Forty-three. Al Horford was an absolute beast. And I'm so mad. Oh, what yeah, what happened between him and Giannis? I saw something yeah, that Giannis said something. Giannis dunked on him and then kind of gave him a look and they gave him a taunt, which I thought was so soft. It's fucking playoff. And Horford kind of just nodded at him like, yeah, okay, okay. And then Horford just was like fired up after that. It was unconscious. He had 30 points, eight rebounds, five of seven from three, 11 of 14 from the field. I mean, he was the X factor. I mean, Jalen Brown was in foul trouble. Um, Williams was in foul trouble. Horford stepped up and I'm so mad. Horford's point prop was like 10 and a half, 11 and a half. And I'm like, why didn't I play this? He scored 30. Like, what are we doing? And I, yeah, what did I? Oh, yeah, I had a write up and uh, I didn't write it up. Um, I think a lot of people were on his rebounds at eight and a half and it went up to nine and a half. And I was like, uh, nah. And what happened? He had eight rebounds. It's like the books fucking know because his first three games in his series, 10, 11, 16. So it was eight and a half. Everyone played it, got it juiced up to nine and a half. And he has eight when he played 42 minutes. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, no Robert Williams. He's guarding Giannis a lot. More opportunities for rebounds. He has eight in 42 minutes after hitting double digits. So, even when everything points to a certain. But I think, yeah, he was either 10.5 or 11.5 points. And he had scored 12, 11, and 22 in the first three games. And then 30 yesterday. So, I'm interested to see. Let me see if it's out. It's got to be 13.5, 14.5 now. It's got to be, right? Because if they have it too low, then everyone's going to play it. Um, I'm going to find it real quick. Uh, let's see. Horford. I would tell you what, while Adam searches for that, let's, uh, let's take a quick time out here, pay some bills and, uh, and, and speak to our sponsors here. So Adam will, uh, have a little bit more time to sift through right after this. All right, Adam, uh, here we go. Uh, are you ready? You got it now? Yeah, I got it. It's, it's 13 and a half on Caesars and DraftKings. The over is minus 130. Remember, by the time you hear this, the juice is probably going to go up. It's 14 and a half on FanDuel Sportsbook, Unibet, and Sugar House. So that's what I felt, 13 and a half, 14 and a half. So, um, yeah, I think you got to play the over, man. He's just doing too much, and they need him. And uh, I, I don't know if Robert Williams is going to play, though. I haven't seen his status yet. Not that that matters. I mean, Horford's played 36, 37, 39, and 42 minutes. They need him on the floor. Obviously, in the playoffs, the Betchens are, are shorter. Starters play big minutes. They had a day off. I just, I mean, think about it. Even if he regresses from three-part rate, he's hit at least four threes in three of the four games. If he hits two, that's six. And we just right. need him to hit four field goals and a couple free throws? Like, yeah, you got to take the over, I think. Maybe it, I don't think it's a sucker bet. He's just been too good. Um, then again, he went under in the first two. But he's back home. Yeah, I, I would take the over, 13 and a half. All right, beautiful. We lock that in as a best bet? Um, I feel okay. pretty good about it, yeah. I mean, I'm going to have a write-up. We're, yeah, we're, I was going to say, we're recording Tuesday night. You got a write-up coming on Bakeswise tomorrow, yes. right? Wednesday? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have something there because, yeah, what do we got? Yeah, that's the same two games. And then Golden State, Memphis. So, yeah, I'm leaning towards Horford right now, looking at his points. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
All right. Well, you guys can uh, check that out. You can also uh, take a look at uh, Adam's other best bets over at PicksWise.com. As always, you got my MLB bets. They come out in the morning uh, beforehand. Oh, my God. I got uh, I got house the other day. Right. I, I didn't I didn't post today. James Grande took the article today. What a what a what a awful day yesterday was. Uh, investing in Brandon Woodruff and the Milwaukee Brewers. It ruined me, Adam. It ruined me. You know, it's like, you know, we, we've been targeting against Cincinnati, but like all of a sudden now, Cincinnati's bats are starting to wake up because they're back at home. And the next thing I know, I'm like looking at the, at, at missing on an, on an over six and a half strikeouts for Woodruff. And then Milwaukee just gets housed 10 to five in that game. Fucking brutal. So I'm going to have to, Got to get back on it uh, tomorrow morning for sure. Yeah, we talked about the Reds, how they played so many games on the roads to open the season. They've had 12 home games of their 29. Um, And again, I think it was they were likely opening that schedule the first week at home. That schedule got cut off and they probably just had a stretch where it was a lot of road games. So they still suck, but we got to be careful now of just betting against them every day because they will win some games. Even the worst teams in baseball win 60 games. Did you hear they ran out of hot dogs and uh, and beer in the top of the fourth inning? Where? Today, Great American Ballpark. No, I did not hear that. They were advertising $3 beers and $2 hot dogs on Tuesdays. And they Tuesdays, don't have enough. Are you kidding me? And they just ran out of both in the top of the fourth inning. That is insane. How are you not prepared <laughs> for this shit? <laughs> right? I mean, come on. If you know anything about the city of Cincinnati... If you're order, if if you're offering that kind of a discount on beer and dogs, you know that people are going to come and like feed like families of eight. Right. Yeah, they're not going to play around. And they're going to eat like the like like in today's economy, bro. In today's economy with inflation, bro. Shit, guys. I'm gathering up all my fucking friends. I got no kids. Hey, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, let's go to the ballpark. I'm. Let's. <laughs> I'll buy us around. We're getting the (laughs) cheapest tickets, and we're just going to fucking eat hot dogs all night. All (laughs) night. Drink beer all night. Eat cheap hot dogs. I love it. Um, All right, man. Well, all right. So we've thrown a little uh, NBA action, a little MLB. We're we're off to hockey for the time being. Uh, We'll see what happens tomorrow night with the Rangers, those motherfuckers. Um, But I think that's going to do it for us tonight here, Adam. I – you know, my wife's on a little bit of a cooking spree. I told you yesterday that I was going to pick a fight with her unless there was, uh, you know, something good on, on the dinner table. And she made this fucking amazing, out of nowhere, this butter-basted chicken dish with fingerling potatoes and Brussels sprouts. And, oh, there was, like, candied bacon on the Brussels sprouts, too. So fucking good. You know I'm so, fucking starving right now, right? I'm starving, too. So <laughs> that's why I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go see... If there's dinner on the table, if there's uh, if there's not, God, I hope she's not waiting for me to cook. I'm, I got a case. I got a case of the lazies right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Burger King or a real food, real dinner. We'll have to just wait and see. I'll tell you guys tomorrow when we get back here. But for Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up. We'll catch you next time.